8.06 with the Nielsen Show brought to you by A&W. One of our A&Ws here in Edmonton celebrating the best A&W in the country today. It was uh, it won the award. Beat out over 1,000 other A&Ws. The A&W 149th Street and 111th Ave. Not just any <sighs> award. The President's Award. President's the award. President's Award. Congratulations. Beating out 1,100 other A&W restaurants. Just uh, uh, incredible. Incredible stuff. So congratulations to uh, congratulations to them. Reimer Shogg's coming up. Lieutenant Eric's weekly rankings of power. We've got um, the search for the sire. Uh, we're continuing to put together 16 names who could possibly be the father of Renee. Uh, voting uh, will happen right here on the Nielsen Show in the month of June, which is, of course, Father's Day month. And then the uh, results of your secret ballot AM Nasty votes will determine who is the father of Renee. And it'll be revealed at the AM Nasty Summer Bash. And we're close to locking in a date for the Summer Bash. It's down to like, now, will this date work? Will this date work? We're going to make we're gonna make it work. Lots of interest in this uh, startup CFL Fantasy League, a six-man. You know, I, I thought everybody hated the CFL. Now you come to the show this morning with news that you're going to be part of a fantasy league, and now everybody's coming out of the woodwork. It wasn't wants to play fantasy I, now. I really am loving it. It's really good. Uh, like I'm crying. I, I I'm tearing up in some of these stories <laughs> and people requesting me part of the league. It's very heartwarming. It's so it retired and wired. Uh, the Georgia Satellite. Uh, he's a crack packer, Kevin. Mm. He got the league files from Matthew Awanek. I don't know how. I know. I don't know how he got these. Anyway, Awanek sends these over to this to to, to Kev. He turns around and says, hey, you want in? I said, yeah, of course I want in. Now we've added Justin of Balgoni. You know Kev. Remember we cracked CFL oh, cards with Kev at Brewhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in. Oh, perfect. And now uh, Dwayne from Tway is in. How about this? I would appreciate the opportunity to be part of this six-team CFL draft. Why am I deserving to be one of the inaugural teams? Well, my resume includes winning the 2018 and 2023 Beat Canadian CFL Fantasy League. I committed CFL Fantasy Commissioner of the Beat Canadian League. A committed participant of the B Canadian Fantasy League as well as others. And for the last 23 years, I've invited friends, family, and strangers to attend or participate in CFL football in many ways, including the delivery of the B Canadian Fantasy League. And most importantly, I don't smell bad like Bombers fans. Thank you. He's ah, in. Dwayne from Tway is it. in. So there's only one spot left. This is how fast the six-man league fills up. And to preface it all, you've been trying to get into Iwanek's league. I've wanted in forever. And this is the way now they've taken the structure of that league. You're going into another league, and now you're going to be in a rival league. And how does that all go? Like, this is some 4D battleship going on here. And our league's bigger. That's going to be my thing with Iwanek. Oh, oh you know, my oh, God. Oh, Iwanek, you're only running a four-man. Hey, interesting. We have a six-man fantasy league, CFL. Our spreadsheets are bigger. Yeah. That should be. <laughs> you print the shirts now. Our, our <laughs> spreadsheets are bigger. We also need to come up with a name. So uh, you guys have a great name. So Ooh, we have yeah, yeah. a name still, too. Uh, anyway, Jerry's been waiting. He's yeah. going to play uh, kind of easy uh, trivia today. Looking at his hands on Man, these guys are smart, hey? Mr. Mike sponsoring kind of easy trivia. <laughs> Genius. Mr. Mike's Steakhouse Casual, the casualest place ever. Come on in today to Mr. Mike's and Mark Messier Trail next to the Hampton Inn and at mrmikes.ca. Also, a trip inside the Tickle Trunk and possibly a spot at the AM Nasty Summer Bash awaits Jerry. Let's see if he's got what it takes today. Jerry, you ready to go? Good morning, Nielsen. All right, I'll start the ticker. I have to read the first question, okay? Good luck. Sounds good. Did the Toronto Blue Jays win last night? Yes. Name one pitcher on the Blue Jays. Kikuchi. What sport does Canadian Jamal Murray play? Basketball. How many times have the Florida Panthers won the Stanley Cup? Zero. Which, which was the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? 
Renee, I am your father. <laughs> and Sergio Ramos gets a nipple erection. <laughs> oh, is that dirty? This is not just a dream, it's a wet dream of orgasmic proportions. <laughs> oh, is that dirty? Hey, how about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? Oh, is that dirty? You cannot come to my house. No, 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 not today. You cannot come to my house. No, 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 not today. All right, let's get Jerry in the ticket. We're, we're scoring him five out of five on that one, eh? Five out of five. Yeah, five out of five. Let the record show. Five out of five. I'm so nervous about pulling mystery prizes early. You know, you no. don't want to. <laughs> oh, my God. No way. Come on. Are you serious? Two mystery yes. prizes in the first three days. This is the what? Oh, and this is a good one. This hasn't even this hasn't even arrived yet. He's gonna have to wait for delivery of it. But congratulations to Jerry because you've just won a one hundred billion dollar <laughs> novelty check. Yeah. Wow. Jerry, what say you? Oh my god! Oh my god! You will get a $100 billion novelty check when it's ready, when it's arrived. We'll get you to come down to the station, and we'll present it to you, okay? I'm starting to spend the money right now. <laughs> um, uh, maybe Eric's got your info? All right, we got your All info. Good. All right, Jerry, congratulations, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. God, a $100 billion novelty check. It's not bad for answering five questions, eh? How have we pulled? There, There's like... 90 things in this tickle trunk and we've pulled two mystery prizes in the first three days but there's there's never been more mystery prizes like you you say that but like you know we're here and and that's i am i'm I'm just everybody's just partying all the time very impressive taking a few years to put all this together it's not a one-year quest because it's so hard to get your hands on. At this stage of my life, I, I don't invest in green bananas. It's a lifetime quest. Just not sure if I'm going to be around long enough to see them ripen to be yellow. You can't party enough when you win that thing. It's a party machine. Party machine. That's why it's the Stanley Cup. It's hard. It's hard. You can't party enough. Wow, what a morning. What a morning. The search for the sire continues as we try to put that list together. CFL Fantasy League, uh, you know, emerging out of nowhere. And now Jerry winning a $100 billion novelty size check. Incredible. And for those of you saying it was rigged, it wasn't rigged. It's going to be the thing My blood pressure through the it's roof It's going to be the thing now. <laughs> this text is in from Sabs this morning. It says, so happy for that, man. My God. 
I was crying from the Renee, I'm your father. Oh, my God. Too good. Too good. It just. And and Jerry gets to come to the AM Nasty uh, That's Summer Bash. Kind of gets lost in the whole. Uh, oh. And a plus one. And he gets to bring a plus one. Wow. Well, we are off and running today, aren't we? Uh, hmm. All right. Let's get in to three questions too many. Lieutenant Eric, do you have a liner for the segment? Three questions to many brought to you by the staff at Park Mazda and dealer principal Mitch Lewicki, who is buying the entire staff A&W, not only for breakfast, not only for lunch, but for supper tonight. Park Mazda, your dealer for life. Three squares all from a All three meals. All on Mitch Lewicki. So if the yeah. staff are listening and uh, you, know, you heard it here first, he's he's supplying your food for the day. Breakfast, lunch, and supper. All from A&W. You know, if I ran local pris- prisons, mm-hmm. I would totally try to get a deal with A&W where breakfast, lunch, and dinner in prison was just all provided by A&W. Yeah, that'd be great. I think I think all of the people in the prison would be very happy to see that happen. Do you have a Twitter account? It's at Lieutenant underscore Eric. Where the search for the sire begins, I tweeted out. I've also tweeted out diamonds on your finger. Diamonds on your finger. And if you missed the video yesterday from Edmonton-based band Whale and the Wolf, oh, yeah. um, they did the obviously the Cavis Reed pump-up song cover that we heard uh, earlier in the week. Uh, they'll be performing live 3 o'clock at the Elks Riders game, uh, June 11th. It's a Sunday, 3 o'clock, outside at the tailgate festivities. Should be a hell of an afternoon. So that's like two hours before kickoff. So they're getting that whole party oh, going. Oh, yeah. I'm already, like, I had a conversation with my liver last night. I, I, we sat down. I said, listen, <laughs> we're going to have to kick things up a notch here. Three o'clock they play. Five o'clock kickoff. Sunday, June 11th. Riders, Elks. Can't get any better than that. It's going to be a fun time. And, they, and the boys put out a pretty nice video yesterday. Uh, those they sound did. effects, hey? That's, that's <laughs> those crushing hits, hey? Look, I, I think this is trending towards. CFL Films? I've no, well, I wish. Yeah. But I think it's trending towards, like, a recorded version of the Cavis Reed pump-up song that we can play on the show next week to help build up yeah. their appearance at the tailgate party. It has to be. It has to happen. Yeah. I'm just waiting for, like, the text or email being like, here it is, boys. Can you imagine throwing Cavis on stage to do his part live? Oh, my God. Something? And he gets really intense into it, rips off the shirt like that. <laughs> He's walking around. I, I, it's like a death grip show or something. There are some things that are just too good to happen in life. You know, like it's one yeah, of those yeah, things yeah. where you're on your deathbed when I you're in like late 80s, early 90s, or you're 100. And you're like, I just wish we could have seen Cavis do his part in the Cavis Repump of Song. Cavis is busy and they have to bring in like a, a fill in, like an always sunny with the Donovan McNabb thing, right? <laughs> That's not Donovan McNabb. That's the guy McNabb. from the Cosby show. The Cosby show. <laughs> uh, all right, give him a follow at Lieutenant underscore Eric. Question number one uh, If you guys could be the GM of any professional sports team right now, who would you take over? Oh, man. That's a fun question. That's a GM, hey, so I can't be like sporting director of a soccer team. Or... Uh, I guess you probably could. You just Jorg say Schmadke. What? Remember that name, Jorg Schmadke. Okay, who's Jorg Schmadke? Is this a uh, team or a person? Liverpool hired him as a sporting director yesterday, kind of, and and immediately hours afterwards, Liverpool linked with three exciting young midfield and prospects, opening talks. All this, so like Jorg Schmadke. Jorg Schmadke. Yeah, Schmadke. He's in, and he gets things done. Damn it. He gets deals over the line. People always said that Jorg Schmanke wastes no time. He does not. And so, yeah, I would I would let Jorg Schmanke cook right now. Um, <laughs> so I'll let him do that thing. GMing any. I'm trying to think of, like, which franchise. You know what? I I might say the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Like that is just set up you want for that ring. The, yeah, I just this want, ring culture. I want ring. That's all you're I, doing. I want the ring on my finger. <laughs> That's what I want. I want that ring culture. And Patrick Mahomes is going to deliver a few more, uh, a few more champions. I'm trying to think of like other, other organizations. Like I'd like to go somewhere where it's barren. The landscape is totally like the Houston. Te- like somewhere you want a fresh start. A fresh start where you can kind of like, okay, this is this is what I'm working with here, and and what do we do? And and no idea is a bad idea type of thing early on. So I, like. Oh, the Oakland A's would be fun right now, hey, in the transition period. From, did you, did you see the guy who jumped on the field? Like, they were getting the field ready last it's night, so, so like, bad. the grounds crew was out there. So bad. Some guy jumped on the field and ran all around it, and nobody stopped him. Like, security that's... didn't even bother anymore. That's how much they, that's how little they care now with the A's. You got to just call this, like, they call, call the season, right? Just yeah. put a pin. Just get, stop. Get construction early on the, on the trop strip uh, ballpark that they're building there. Do you realize how hard it is to be the worst team in the history of Major League Baseball when baseball's been played for like a century and a half? That's tough. Question number two. I figured we'd see this at some point this week. If Yanmark doesn't take that high sticking penalty, put the Oilers down five on three in game five, do you think they win the cup? Do I think? Yeah, I mean, I think they could. Uh, there are a lot of other things, such as that moment that would occur between then and now. That that no, nah, I. I... Listen, <laughs> yeah, what's the saying? If my aunt had yes, a wiener, she'd yes. be my uncle. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, maybe, but it might. they took the penalty and they couldn't kill it off. So, um, I guess we'll never know. Would be my yeah. answer. Question number three. Guys, the search for the sire of Renee sounds awesome, but how come no discussion about the mother? Well, I well, think we, we kind of. I mean, summer twenty four is well, approaching. I mean, yeah, but I think I think we kind of know who the mother is, right? Yeah. So they say they have the best draft in the entire NFL. Are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit, and I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. I swear to God, that, that has to be Renee's mom. I haven't had the privilege of meeting her face-to-face, but I, when I do close my eyes and I hear her talk, that is, it's it's Roberta Ann from, from the Jags. R- Roberta Ann Montgomery. That's where my mind goes, so. That's why there's no talk about the mother. There's only talk about the father. And the search for the sire in June will be determined by you, the Amnesties, to figure out just who exactly is Renee's father. Daddy? <laughs> All right, Ryan Rashog is on the way next. Dylan Holloway. You know, I'll ask him that question that you, that you guys asked us to. If Yanmark doesn't take that high-sticking penalty, do the Oilers win the Stanley Cup? And uh, should the others give some run, let Dylan Holloway cook a little bit at the beginning of next season, or should they go out and try to spend the money they don't have on another top six forward? Rashog, with those answers, coming up. 829. Dustin Nielsen and Lieutenant Eric with you. You can uh, text us anytime at 10 12 60. Lieutenant Eric's weekly rankings of power coming up. Tommy Gazzola is going to pop by just after uh, 9 o'clock today as well. More of your text messages on all things sports and show-related and Edmonton Oilers and Elks and all that fun stuff uh, to the James H. Brown inbox at 10 12 60. 
Uh, the morning mandate brought to you by Doug's Place Collision Repair. After an accident, protect the resale value of your vehicle. Doug's Place is the only body shop that offers a nationwide transferable lifetime warranty. Book an estimate today at Doug'sPlace.com. Shoggy, you hit the links yesterday? I did, yeah. How'd yeah, it go? It was, a, uh, it, was a, it was a business meeting, per se. Ooh, fancy. The, the, the brothers were in town, and, of course, they've got uh, DLR Vinyl, which is the vinyl decking and fencing company, and they happen to be sponsors. So yeah. it gives me an excuse to get the brothers out on the golf course and batter them around with my superior game, <laughs> while at the same time uh, talking a little business. Was that your, fir- that was, was that your first uh, <laughs> round of the year? No, no, oh, I, I was okay. like three, four, how, three how or you, four. How are you swinging the sticks this year? Uh, not bad, not bad. Uh, the terrible, terrible on the green, like just putted awful. Driver was okay. It's, it's, it's not pretty. More than anything right now, I just I feel victorious if I get a full 18 holes in without having to shut her down with the Cause, back. Because of the back. Because oh, of the back. So, and, and I think what I might try this year at some point, Dusty, is to, um, is to walk around. So there's, there's that. To aspire to. You're going to try to walk around with your back? I know. But that just seems like the opposite of what you should be doing. I know. I, I was just going to ask you if you've ever thought about calling her quits. Yeah, I probably should. So I'm out at Belvedere. And uh, do you know Bob McDermott? Uh, so Bob, I'm not Bob, sure. Yeah, so Bob is, uh, he's been golfing at Belvedere for years and years and years. Um, uh, he's a huge presence in the, uh, in the community for... Um, Sorry, I want to use the right terminology, so I, I'm not sure that I am, and I don't I want to make sure that I am. But he's so Bob was in an accident years ago, a farming okay. accident, and lost his hand on on or on one side, lost his thumb on the other, uh, and lost a leg, I think, from the knee down. So he has all these amazing prosthetics that are incredible that he golfs with. What? And he is a six handicap. Like it's it's ridiculous. Oh my God, that's he's amazing. He's been the club champion out at Belvedere a number of years, like going back. He travels all over the world working with other, um, uh, you know, people with similar stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so my brothers and I, and uh, another fellow who is down the dial at uh, our friends at 630 Chet, I won't say his name, uh, you know, because we don't want to promote the competition. I'll yeah, just exactly. say, you, you might have heard him calling the odd, the odd game here or there. <laughs> so we're all the four of us, and we're in two carts. And the group behind us that was putting consistent pressure on us Bob McDermott walking the course <laughs> with a couple of buddies that were both, you know, I don't want to out them, but probably older than anyone in our group, and they were putting pressure on us, and we were in two carts, four guys in their 40s in carts, and I got Bob putting pressure on us. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. He's unreal, man. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's a, an amazing story. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see him golf. It would be great. Yep. Uh, all right, Shaw, yesterday we were uh, talking. The question came in, uh, you know, the Oilers have five clear top six forwards. Okay. Who's going to be the sixth next year? And there was, uh, you know, a lot of thought process of it has to be somebody acquired via free agency or trade. Yeah. There was some thought process on it. You give Dylan Holloway some run up there and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Some people said that's just going to be Yamamoto again. Uh, where do you come out on that part of the conversation? So if, if Yamamoto's on the team next year, That'll be him. I think they're going to explore moving him. Yeah. Uh, if they start the year with him there, then I think it's him. Um, if you've got him, you might as well put him in position to be what you need him to be. Uh, he's the veteran player that would sit there in front of Dylan Holloway and say, hey, kid, beat me out for this spot. Try it. They need to have a veteran in front of Dylan Holloway to compete for those minutes in the top six. And if Yamamoto's still here, I think that is probably the guy. Uh, if Yamamoto is not here, 
because they move them, then I think they need to go get somebody to be that guy. So think about somebody who scored, I don't know, let's let's say the bar is 14 to 20 goals. You have a name last. here, don't you? You have a name. No, I, I oh, actually oh, okay. I I thought, don't. I have, you're teasing a name. No, no, no. Well, I have criteria, and then maybe you can have some fun with potential names. Yeah, okay. And I don't think I can do this search while I'm talking, so I can't call up the list right yeah, off yeah. the top of my head here. But let's say it's a 14 to 20 goal scorer in the league last year, someone who uh, – you know, has shown they can put up numbers, and if you all of a sudden skate them next to Leon Dreisaitl, or if you skate them next to Connor McDavid, now all of a sudden they're, you know, probably a third-line player pushing second-line offense because of who they're playing with. You go find that player, and it's anywhere from a million and a half to two and change in that range, and you see if you can get somebody to outkick their coverage a little bit, right? And then you have that person compete with Dylan Holloway, and you cross your fingers that by the time playoffs roll around, that's Dylan Holloway's job all day long. I know it's one of the things we talked about right after the playoffs, but uh, not comfortable enough just kind of thinking it's Holloway's job? No. No? No. No, uh, Dylan Holloway hasn't built in the trust with his head coach that he needs to to be given that opportunity and have it stick. I think it's as much about Jay Woodcroft as it is about Dylan Holloway. I think what we've seen from Woodcroft is with the expectations to win um, and the expectations for them to put themselves in a good position early, uh, he's going to be hesitant to lean on a guy through those mistakes. And you can debate whether that's good, bad, smart, not, whatever. What he's shown is he's willing to give him a go, but if it doesn't go well, then next man up. So I think Dylan Holloway needs to be put into a role that he's going to succeed in next year and where it's not going to be viewed as a failure if he doesn't. He needs to be brought in and given third-line opportunity, third-line minutes, and to be used that way and build trust with his coach. He needs to have a veteran player on his line, on his line to insulate him, <clears throat> much like Evan Bouchard is needed, you know, a veteran next to him to bring out the best in him. He needs to be trusted with a role that he can achieve and then grow into the next phase. I don't think you can start him there because I don't think the head coach is necessarily going to have the patience to live with what's going to come. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it, uh, I think it makes sense. And then you say, he just has to – I mean, so he plays on the third line until you say, oh, look at this, he looks like an NHL player now, and then you sort of bump him up. What if the, what if the production's <laughs> not there on the third line? I, I guess I just – I don't know if you – I view him as more than a third liner. I mean, maybe that's just what he ends up being, but I, I view him potentially as more than a third liner right now. So I just, I don't want him to kind of get stuck as a third liner. You know what I mean? So what do you think is better for him though? To ram him onto one of the top two lines. And when the team goes into a little bit of a funk and his play dips, as it naturally will, because he has next to no experience at this level, all of a sudden he's a healthy scratch. Yeah, see, part of me line. just thinks you let him play through it. But do you think this coach will? No, probably not. So that's what yeah. I'm saying, right? Part of my analysis is what I th- the way I, uh, I view him potentially being handled. That's an important spot. If you're going to play in that spot, I'm not sure for a team with the expectations this one has that they're going to live with those mistakes and just plow you right through it. I think, I, I think Dylan Holloway needs to earn trust with this coach because I think that's what's required for that coach to put him there and leave him there. 
And so I would like to see him come in, not be a fourth-line player, be a third-line player, be trusted with opportunity. And honestly, hit reset on last year. I think they actually need to do what they said they were going to do last year, which is bring Dylan Holloway in, play him as a third-line player or better, or play him as a first-line player in the American League. You're saying give him like 13 or 14 minutes a night up here. At least. Yeah. Play him with those guys and give him that opportunity. And then when his play is going well, he's competing for a spot, he can bump up. Spot duty in the top six. You know, and a few games up, a few games down, third line, second line, first line, look with McDavid. Maybe he's the guy in game. If it's not going well, you shift him up there. But, you know, unless he's having one hell of a tough night, keep him engaged, right? Keep him engaged. But remember the first thing that happened with Dylan Holloway last year. Stepped off the bench and made a mistake, got scored against. It was literally the first thing The very thing he first did. thing he did, yeah. And it just, the, he had a hard time building trust with this coaching staff. And they needed to win. And they were up and down at the start of the year, and they needed to win. So I don't know that I'm necessarily even criticizing Woodcroft for it, but the point is with a player like this, you kind of got to commit to it. Like they said they were going to last year. We all remember, he's not going to be a fourth-line player, right? He's there as a top-nine player. And then what happened? So I think they need to commit to the process they said they were going to last year. Before I let you go, just a quick observation, because I looked up uh, unrestricted free agents on their goal totals from last year. Yes, sir. Only 10 players available from a forward perspective. I didn't look at D-Man, but 10 forwards available via unrestricted free agency that scored more goals than the 17 that Bukes had had last year. Yeah. I, I, I that kind you of think just surprised me. Eh? Well, no, I don't know. I just was kind of was a little surprised that there was only 10 forwards that our unrestricted free agents that scored more goals than Buke said last year. He only yeah. had 12 assists, so he had 29 points. I mean, the guys ahead of him on that list have like 40, 50, maybe 60 points in some situations. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think that's a, it'd be a, if the cap does go up like three or four mil, I think Bukestad would be an important piece to try to keep around. What do you think of Rodriguez? I heard Gazzola mentioning him the other day, too. I think it might have been on the oil stream, actually. Yeah, 16, uh, 16 goals last year was a late signing. Yeah. Two mil. 17.51 a game. On a team that, yes, they had injuries. With Colorado, yeah. Team. It's a good team. Yeah, you know? it would be, so, uh, yeah, be an interesting name. There's just not many. There's just not many guys, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Or maybe it's a trade, right? Like, uh, who knows? But um, I think that's the range. I think you're looking to bring somebody in that you think might be capable of it and putting them in that spot and letting them, letting them run with it. And, and, again, that's assuming that Yamamoto's not around, so – Again, like again, buddy. I, I think I think it's going to be an underwhelming free agency for the orders. Like if yeah, and I think that's by design. That's you know that's I think that's probably the way they're heading into it as well. Unless something significant drops into their lap, that's a total no-brainer. Um, I think they're going to return in large part the group they have because if you evaluate the group they had, and Stuart Skinner develops and they get a little bit more out of the combination of the two goalies, that's probably a Stanley Cup final team. So how much needs to change? Actually, it's funny you bring that up. I, I forgot that I said I was going to get to it because we had somebody ask us, Dusty, if Yanmark doesn't take that, uh, take that high sticking penalty, put them down five on three, do you think they win the Stanley Cup? And it's, 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 <laughs> oh, it's so funny fan. that you look at those, so like, those certain moments, right? But, yeah. I mean, yeah, they could have. moments they all could've. the way through, right? Yeah, they could have. But that's how it is for all these teams, right? You're going to look at it and go, Boston, if Brad Marchand scores on a breakaway in game five and finishes off the Florida Panthers, do the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup? Like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of things. I mean, listen, like, you need to take a big step back. And, so, and that's got to be hard for fans, right, who are living and breathing and spending yeah. their hard-earned money. I don't blame them for being emotional and being. So it's not – this isn't even a criticism. 
But if you take a giant step backwards here, Dusty, and you look at this thing, like the direction this thing has gone in since Ken Holland arrived here, the players that he's added, the depth he's added around these guys, the way he's had to rebuild the blue line from an entire second pairing falling off the face of the earth, he's got this team in Stanley Cup contention mode, and he's built it around these guys. And there isn't a whole lot of change that's needed when you look at how far they got this year and how close they were based on, you know, the competition, the competitiveness. So I just don't think it would be smart for them to be thinking any sort of wholesale big changes. And Oiler fans might not love hearing that, but, I mean, I'm not putting it just on the goalies, but if Jack Campbell and Stewart, like if Skinner develops like young goalies do and Jack Campbell regains form and that becomes a little bit more of a strength next year and a little more reliable in next year's playoffs, do you still want to get better defensively? Of course. But how close are they? Yeah. Well, it's a conversation we'll have for the next uh, next month or so as we work towards free agency. Shoggy, appreciate the time. But talk tomorrow. All right, pal. Take there care. You go. That's Ryan Rashog and the Morning Mandate brought to you by Doug's Place Collision Repair. Uh, a couple of text messages on this. Uh, this text says, man, if you can put Yamamoto in that spot, you can surely put Holloway in. Play the damn guy. And this one says, tell me how Holloway can't do what Yamo does in the top six. So, uh, you know what? That's a follow-up question we'll throw in the direction of Tommy Gazzola, who's going to pop by around 9.05, 9.10 this morning. Your thoughts on the discussion with Rashog, of course, to the inbox at 10, 12, 60. Lieutenant Eric's weekly rankings of power on the way before 9 o'clock and more time for your text messages in hour number four. Time for the Weekly Rankings of Power with Lieutenant Eric on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. All righty, let's do it. Lieutenant Eric's Weekly Rankings of Power, locked and loaded, ready to go, buddy. Weekly Rankings of Power, number 340, 340 episodes of the Weekly Rankings of Power, <laughs> in which I'll be going over this morning the top 10 A&W menu items in celebration. Oh, wow. And and you may be thinking, oh, this is oh, it's easy, the hot dog is number one. It, it's menu items, current menu items, um, which that is not a it's current not menu there. item. It, it, is a, it, was it a, opens up the field for everybody else. It sure does. And, of course, this is all coming off the heels of a, a big celebration today. 149th Street, 111th Avenue, between 3 and 4 this afternoon. Um, that A&W celebrating winning the President's Award. Wow. Each year, one A&W restaurant receives the prestigious award selected for outstanding business performance, restaurant operations, and guest services. This particular location, 149th, 111, excels in all these areas. The experience in Experienced team works seamlessly together to run a welcoming restaurant known for great food, giving back to the community, etc., etc. So, in celebration of them today, and they'll have some uh, some freebies, I believe. You said the bear will be there. I, I've heard that uh, rumors that the bear is going to be lollipops, there. Uh, yeah. some onion rings, and stuff. The brew bar. So, three to four, A and W, one forty ninth and one eleventh Avenue. And in note to them and the uh, the entire staff great. there, I'll be going over the top ten A and W menu items as it stands today, May thirty first, twenty twenty three. Presenting sponsor of. The Nielsen Show. Great relationship. All right, uh, number 10. I think you start this list like you do a day with a good classic breakfast. Hey, a good uh, classic. The, the El Nicky, as uh, we You're do. talking the classic breakfast. Classic like, breakfast. You can order it. It comes on a plate. It's not a sandwich or a wrap. It's a classic breakfast. Like a breakfast special. You go into a restaurant, but it's A&W's fast food way of doing it. I think, the, you know. You... The classic breakfast is probably still on the menu and probably crushes on the menu 
because of that old early crowd, right? We they talking want the about, classic breakfast. You wanted that tea time earlier this morning. Well, yeah. where do you start that? It's, it's at McDonald's with the with the coffee row and eating one of those delicious breakfasts. Great, great answer. Number nine, spicy chipotle chicken wrap. Ooh. I'm telling you, this is again, this is my own selfish when I look at the AW menu. So you might listen up. You might get a few deals here. The chicken's great. They make good chicken. I know everybody wants the chubby chicken back. Again, not on me. But you get the spice. And, and the chicken wrap. It, it's not the big burger. You're not dealing with no, two it's buns. Just a little wrap. It's a nice yeah, it's snack. Good. It's it's a very affordable, spicy, good crunch of the chicken, very well put together. You can't go wrong with the Chipotle. No, like, no, no, I'm sorry. I mean, there's lots of ways to wrap a chicken, but uh, that's the best. Number eight, the root beer lollipop. Ooh, it's that... traditional. Ooh, and a lot of people. I mean, you grow, you're a kid, you love it. You grow up, you age. Mm-hmm. I don't need all that sugary crap. So maybe that's why it's a little low on the list. And you don't see them as prevalent. Uh, like back in the '90s, they were all over. The- you could smoke in an A and W, and you could have a, a root beer lollipop. Smoking right? a lollipop, it was all around. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I a guess root beer lolly. I like that. Relaxing on that a bit, but there'll be some today, apparently. So, number seven, the chocolate milkshake. Chocolate milkshake's fallen off the radar a little bit. At a burger joint, man. Yeah. Like I know you can, and and yeah, I mean a lot of people milk and stuff. I know you're a milk lover, but love milk. Um. And we'll get to their soft drink, and and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. But a good chocolate milkshake, man, it's it's disappearing. But I'll I'll still go to that. I love that play on it with a burger meal. Number six, they're fries. It's a good French fry. It's a good fast food French fry. It's got some body to it. It's got some girth. It's got a crisp. I think it's always flown under the radar because of the burgers and the root beer. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty good fry. I don't think I've ever had a soggy one. So to speak, mm-hmm. like you maybe yeah, get one in the bag, point. maybe one in the bag, but you're never getting like a batch like that. Like I'll say this: I had some fries at an unnamed restaurant yesterday. Mm-hmm. Some of the worst fries I've had in years. Yeah, happens, and that, that eh? restaurant's usually pretty consistent with their fries. I was, I was like, what is this? It's a tough game, but yeah. if you if you get your fry game consistent, mm-hmm. that's all you need. Oh man, that's all you need is a consistent fry game. Number five, onion rings. I'd have to have these two close in the pairing. You're kind of middle of the list here. I chose the onion rings higher than the fries. You can get fries anywhere. The onion rings are a bit of a staple on the AW menu, enough. I'd argue. That's a good point. I mean, it kind of it's in the promotional pictures of everything. Again, great crunch, great batter. Um, I don't think it changed too much over the years. I mean, I still kind of recall them as I, I did as a kid. So go with a nice crunch of the onion ring. I mean, they, sometimes you can get real big ones out of there. Eh? Yeah, like, it's I, like I, I eat a whole onion. I hate onions, <laughs> but I like the ring part. The, the like crunchy the part, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, I'll bite it a little bit, then sure. pull the onion out, and then just eat the batter. It's delicious. They should sell just batter rings. Batter rings. That's what they should sell. Number four, the Buddy Burger. The Buddy Burger. Maybe the oft-forgotten burger of the burger family. However, again, if you're looking for a deal, if you're if you're on a road trip, and A&Ws are so good on road trips because you pass through any town and they got an A&W there, just get a Buddy Burger. It's not leaving you fat and like you're not you're not like oh now I eat a nap type of thing. You're not having a full meal. Nice buddy burger. Now you got an option. You can just have it naked. Buddy burger with with the sauce on there. Nothing else. Onions. Or you can add a cheese slice. Well, you for, can do a lot, a lot of things there. You can do a lot of. So it's just a nice burger. It's simple. The bun's a little different as well. You got that crispy. It's like a it's like kids meal bun type of thing. You don't got the sesame on top. It's oh, a nice, just like uh, a biscuit yeah. bun. Um, very good. The buddy burger. Outstanding. Number three. The good old fashioned root beer. Wow, root beer number three on the you list. Don't a little bit ice. of a stunner. You don't need ice. You don't need ice. It's so You're good right. you don't need ice. Not yeah. they keep it cool there and everything, but even when it warms up a bit, I mean, uh, warm root beer, it's not, it's not the end of the world as opposed to drinking like a warm Coca-Cola or something like that. Um, their root beer is a science. I'm not going to try to figure out how they brew it or what the secret is to it, but it's the king of the root beers. It's it's what they're made of. It's kind of maybe surprising for some of you that it's three on the list. All right, number two. The bacon and agar. 
Oh, classic bacon and egg. In my humble opinion, the best breakfast sandwich out there. Comes on the bun. I mean, you can get it both. You can get multiple ways, but on the bun, the, you love it on the, the the bun, the hamburger bun. The way the egg, the bacon, and the cheese come together, it's unlike anything else in the fast food game. I'm just saying it. It just it just it comes together so well in there. It's like they were all made together to begin with, and there wasn't even, almost, almost like the sandwich comes as itself. Yeah. You're not even making it. It's a really good point. All right, I think I've got number one written down here. I think I know where you got to go, but uh, what do you got, number one? The number one. In discussing the A&W menu items in the top 10, the matzo burger, hold the tomato. Whoa! And uh, shout out to Jeff Walker, Teen Burger's not making the list. A little too I'm, I'm a little surprised Teen Burger's not on the list, but I did have matzo burger at number one myself. The only burger making the list is number one. Yeah. And Makes you know, sense. you well, and Buddy I, Burger, we Buddy Burger made a list. Well, Buddy Burger, but it's different. Kind of the it's different. Yeah, yeah. These are the big guys. No papa, no mama, no uncle, no, no steak, teen. no veg, no nothing like that. No teen. And that's, that's probably one. But the matzo burger, and I, Jeff can attest to that. He knows what's cooking with the matzo burger, too. I like a good matzo He's burger. Been no, the block. no veggies at all. No veggies. Just, not even just, the crunch just, of the lettuce. Just give me the good stuff. No, I don't want lettuce on my burger. <laughs> you, I love it. Oh, no way. Well, that's a nice list. Congra- congratulations to